import VAT would be charged, but once the seller is VAT registered, this import VAT can be reclaimed back through the VAT return. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. Are you selling in Europe? I'm not going to ask specifically if you're in the UK or Europe, as I think that's a little bit sensitive topic, right? I'm just an American guy here, bystander of what's happening there, but I'm not going to push any more buttons. Welcome everybody to episode 171 of the Global From Asia podcast. Today's guest is the CEO and founder of Simply VAT, Claire Taylor. I'm also so excited to have her at the summit, she will be a speaker at our upcoming cross-border summit, which is in just a few days from the air of this show, and it will be her first time to China. So I will do my best to take extra good care of her as well as other speakers and guests coming for their first time. So when the show goes live, it'll be Tuesday, and uh, I am stressed out already just a few days before that. Just, you know, always conferences and events are always just so much details and things to do, but it's our second year two days long this year. Last year was one day and we have just got a lot more to offer this year. It's going to be much more a fun-filled, action-packed, valuable event. Last year we had great feedback, which made us go into two days. And also we got a lot of requests last year for online tickets. So I know there's a lot of you that maybe can't make it over to China or Asia and are listening and want to be involved with the conference. So we do have an online ticket option for a special price. So what is the online ticket going to include? We'll have streaming access to the conference. I'm investing in the equipment and figuring out how to do it. We'll have people helping at on-site. We'll also help matchmake you with the speakers and other attendees while we're streaming online. We will have access to our recorded sessions in our private membership site for those that get the online ticket. And you will be in our live WeChat group in the event. So you'll be able to connect with the others and follow along as they chat. So I think that's a pretty valuable offer. We're trying to maybe even do more online events and webinars and such in the future. So we hope you guys like it. Feedback's appreciated on it. And you can buy your ticket just like the offline regular tickets on the crossbordersummit.com slash 2017. All right, enough of that. I got to get back planning and my kids are jumping on my head right now. So let's get into the interview with Claire. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning to a Global From Asia podcast. We have with us Claire Taylor. She's the CEO and founder of Simply VAT. How are you doing there, Claire? I'm good, thanks, Mike. Yeah, all good here. It's good. So you're, we were just talking before the recording and you're preparing for your first trip to China in uh, less than a month now. So you're ex- excited? Yeah, really excited. Um, never been. So we're going to Hong Kong and Shenzhen. So really looking forward Um to immersing ourselves in um, the Chinese culture for a, for a few days. It's going to be really exciting. Definitely. I think it, it's getting more and more important globally, right? Uh, we'll get into that in the interview. But maybe first, do you want to introduce yourself and Simply VAT to our, to our listeners today? Yeah, sure. Um, I've actually been in international VAT for about 19 years now. And we really enjoy helping the online retailers um, maintain successful and sustainable businesses through providing VAT compliance services. I'm an entrepreneur myself. Obviously, this is my company. So um, we enjoy working with these smaller businesses. I think there's a lot of empathy there, understanding mm-hmm. the pain 
and the hardship sellers go through to ensure the success of their online businesses. So that, that's really um, a little bit of business background and, and how simply that was um, created. It was really focusing on helping online retailers um, understand the EU VAT obligations and help them breathe longevity into their businesses. Okay, great. And yeah, so, uh, I'm so happy that you're, you're, you're founded the business. So how, you've been doing this 19 years. How about Simply VAT, your, your own business? How did, how did you, so you decided to venture off on your own? Uh, I'd love to hear a little bit of the inside story. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, it was about 2013. And um, I've, well, I'd always worked really hard for other people doing long hours. And I thought, well, I should be able to do this for myself. But actually, it coincided with just looking around and realizing in the um, VAT industry that nobody was speaking directly to the online retailers kind of in simple terms um, about the VAT obligations. And um, the online retailers in turn are sitting on ticking time bombs because once they get the court, the tax authorities will issue penalties and interest charges for late or non-compliance. And ultimately they can shut your business down. Um, but also the online retailer doesn't have the luxury of a tax department. And there was a lot of VAT speak and smoke and mirrors and, and really wanted to give online retailers a place, you know, a go-to place for simple, easy to understand information about what they need to know about the VAT regulations. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely great. You saw a need in the market and and uh, thank you for helping out. I know a lot of our listeners are hustler entrepreneurs, sellers globally trying to figure this stuff out. I uh, see a lot of this. So, so um, I'm sure people have been welcoming you to the industry and, and it's true. I mean, the last few years, especially has been globally growing with e-commerce. E uh, so 2013, was that, how was the market then? I mean, it's only a few years ago, but still, I mean, I'm sure tons has even changed since then. Do you want to give us a little bit of overview or, or maybe even before that with like obviously Amazon, FBA and, and all, all of these, uh, these e-commerce giants? Yeah, I, I think, um, like e-commerce has actually only been around 20 years. I think the first legitimate online sale was a Sting CD sold on something called NetMarket. Um, but, you know, in the last 10 years, especially, especially with Amazon and eBay, they've, especially Amazon, it's kind of vision of getting goods to customers really fast has really created um, quite a big VAT obligation for people using the Amazon infrastructure to get their goods out there. Um, and I think in the last um, two years, especially, um, for example, the Amazon Pan EU service, which was introduced about eight months ago, nine months ago, that it's really starting to hot up and a lot of sellers are now starting to realise as the tax authorities are clamping down that they need to take their VAT obligations seriously. I think there's a misconception if you sell online, somehow you're not uh, beholden to the mm -hmm. normal society of taxation. And you would never think of opening up like a bricks and mortar shop and not expect to pay VAT on what you're selling or to pay business rates, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so there's that realization now, albeit slowly, for the online sellers that they've got legitimate, highly successful businesses 
and along with that comes a obligation to pay your taxes. Yeah. Uh, and and especially in in this new world of big data, if you like, where it's easy to data share, the tax authorities are as savvy as any commercial business in in obtaining data from Amazon and eBay and, and finding out who actually needs to register. There's there's fewer and fewer places to hide. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so, yeah, it's definitely changed, and it. Um, sorry to interrupt you, but it's just um, this focus, this e-commerce focus has, has really been um, a marketing dream, if you like, um, as a business. It's been it's been incredible yeah, for us. I could I could imagine. So it's true. We say like uh, online sellers think they don't for some reason need to pay tax like other businesses. Uh, I think there's some saying, right, you there's you can't escape death and taxes. Right? There's like the two things. You just can't escape. <laughs> I know a lot of listeners try to escape tax, but uh, it's definitely getting harder to escape or avoid or dodge. I mean, it could always, you know, there's always that fear too that it could come back to you later. Um, so, you know, people got to gotta be careful too. Um, yeah, but when we talk to people, it, it, for us, our job is to take those sleepless nights away and stop that niggling at the back of your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might get that one day. That's that's completely our reason for being. Exactly. Um, people, yeah. So, all right, let's move. Let's move on. I know scare scaring people is, is, uh, <laughs> is always uh, not what people like, but we'll try to keep this a little bit entertaining. But you know, I think. Um, the common struggle, I think, maybe is it education? Do people maybe is it people clients you work with or people you talk to? Is it just they don't even know this, or or what are some of maybe the common issues you've found with these sellers coming into the UK and and Europe? Um, there's a number of reasons. Some people have no idea. To be fair, Amazon it doesn't really highlight the VAT obligations. They're getting better at it, but it's not their, you know, it's not their core business. It's not their main interest. A lot of people don't even know that they've got obligations. Some people are really clever in working around the system and they do know, but they get away with being non-compliant and other people do comply. So um, there's a real mixture. Um, for us, um, it's about educating and making sure people know at least they can make an informed decision about how they want to run their business as long as they've got the full facts of the consequences. Yeah, it's true. Just, I guess people should just uh, not try to get away with saving some percent tax on their sales. What? What? Well, maybe we can give some numbers. And uh, I, I know there's differences. I think some people complain the complications of all these different different countries and different rates and different ways of paying. Do you mind kind of giving us an idea of how that works or what's the range? Yeah, um, VAT rates vary in Europe. Standard rates vary from seven, 17 sorry, to 27%. For the Amazon countries, the, the, the um, Germany is 19%. Spain, I think, is 21%. Italy, 22%. Um, UK is 20%. Um, so it's kind of, you know, um, hanging around the 20% mark. We, we always talk to people and say, you've got to make sure that you've got enough room in your margins. Mm-hmm. If you 
to become VAT compliant, make sure you've got at least 20% factoring into your margins. Because if you have to VAT register and you haven't done this and you don't have room, you're just going to um, put a ceiling of limitation on your business straight away um, by not being able to compete at all. So um, really highly important to understand you've got that room for manoeuvre. Um, in terms of the different tax authorities, um, filing with them, each tax authority wants it in their own language. Um, they've interpreted the kind of one set of European VAT rules 28 different ways. It's a, it's a variation on a the theme. But, you know, they're, they're pretty similar, but it's just about um, understanding, working again within that local culture and getting it right and giving them what they want. Obviously, that's something that we, we provide for people. Yeah. All right. So let's say you work with, I mean, every, some there's misconceptions and I don't know if I'm even to blame. Sometimes there's been information even I've seen on some comments on my blog maybe, but is there some uh, limits or, I mean, if you're, some people think they don't sell enough to have to pay VAT, is that, I believe that's wrong, right? Everybody has to pay VAT even if you sell one British pound of product or is there like a minimum threshold? Well, um, there's a couple of things. It depends. Um, if you if your, your listeners are, um, say you are sending goods from China um, and you're sending one-off goods to a, direct to a customer in the UK, for example, and you, you, you can make the customer the importer of record and the customer will be responsible for the import charges. Um, this isn't always the best customer experience, though, because the customers bought something, obviously, because they thought it was cheap or cheap, you know, the best value they could get. And then before it turns up, DHL or UPS will send them an email saying you've got to pay, I don't know, like 15, 20 pounds extra um, taxes. Um, and so a lot of the time it can lead to returns or disgruntled customers and not having repeat business. Um, but that's one way where the seller does not have the responsibility for the VAT. However, if the seller is sending, say, goods in from China to the Amazon warehouse fulfillment center in the UK or any other EU country, um, that triggers an immediate need to VAT register. There is no threshold to exceed. So as soon as your goods are sat in that warehouse for onward sale, the, the seller should be VAT registered. And also when the goods come into the country, so in our example of the UK, the goods would, would come into the country and import VAT would be charged on those goods. But once the seller is VAT registered, this import VAT can be reclaimed back through the VAT return. Got it. Got it. All right. Thank, thank you for making that, that more clear. And yeah, it's true. I know there's, I'm an American, so I'm not so clear, but I mean, I know in, in America, like if, yeah, customers get upset if they pay for something and then they get a notice from the post office, they got to pay a fee and then they'll miss just a seller, right? And this could be risk of, you know, negative feedback or or maybe even if they said they said it in the terms, of, you know, of the sale, it's obviously not a good experience for the buyer. And no. yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it depends as well on setting the expectation Though I did, I was, I was buy I was going to buy some tele, you know, I, um, iPhone cables the other day and um, I had to look and I was going to buy something but it was from a, a, a Chinese seller somebody based in China 
and um, I do. I, I was looking at it in February, and it wasn't going to be delivered till May. So, mm-hmm. so, so I decided to to choose something a bit with a bit faster delivery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think actually the seems like consumers online. I don't know if there's any stats, but are getting much smarter than they used to be. Right? They used to just buy the first thing on the search results and and you know, click the buy button. And I think now there's a lot, I don't know if you have any data either, but uh, just a thought just popped my mind is they must be like you, right? They're, they're, they're savvy enough to, to read all the details or the fine print or understanding more. Uh, People are much smarter now buying online. Yeah. And I I think Amazon um, are exploiting this with a business model in the fact that they want sellers to, to use the FBA centers, their fulfillment centers in Europe. Yep. And this is to get the goods to the customers as quickly as possible. It's one of the people aren't always influenced by price. They want delivery, quick delivery. Mm-hmm. So let's go into FBA. Of course, obviously, as we all know, FBA is kind of a dominant force globally or Amazon in their FBA program. So I I know people are always chatting about oh I I sell I want to sell in Europe I, I do I just is there certain fulfillment centers I should choose or you know they're wondering if Amazon will help them or maybe we just specifically kind of give them some ideas to just start shipping some of their products from their Chinese supplier directly to to Europe what what would what would a flow go with an FBA seller. Um, sorry, what would... Uh, just basically, what's the expectation for a first-time Amazon seller getting into Europe? Um, from Obviously, from our point of view, I mean, Amazon's reach is incredible. Um, and the traction it is getting um, its sellers in the European market is, is quite phenomenal. So it really is a place to go to get your goods to your customers. Um, from our point of view... Um, If you're going to use Amazon FBA, um, they've got a number of services, um, the most recent being the Pan-EU service. But um, sellers have to understand that all the fulfillment services trigger an immediate need to VAT register. Once your stock's in a European country, you have to VAT register there. Um, So the Pan-EU, it requires seven VAT registrations in place. And there's something like 64 VAT returns a year and um, other reporting requirements, such as the known as EC sales lists um, and Intrastat, um, which are used to um, monitor the movement of goods across the EU countries. Um, so, you know, there's a if you go on an Amazon Seller Central account, there's literally one tick box between you and this seven country VAT obligation, that's all you need to do to trigger the Pan-EU service. Mm. Um, so um, it's really about sellers understanding their VAT obligations. And um, recently there's been a rush on German VAT registrations because the German tax authority went to Amazon.de and said, give, you know, give us your Amazon seller data. So um, as I said, the tax authorities are really starting to use, you know, the the modern kind of data sharing, et cetera, to be able to get to non-compliance sellers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't suggest doing it um, without understanding your VAT obligations and the cost involved. Okay. And then for the payments, is it, is it, it's a payment after they sell, right? There's no prepayments really? 
for the VAT, no. The, the seller needs to make sure in um, in Europe the VAT is part of the gross price. So the seller needs to make sure, as I said, there's enough room in the margin to be able to account for the VAT. Um, so as you're selling, 20% of what you're selling or 19% if you're selling in Germany, et cetera, et cetera, um, you're going to need to pay that to the tax authority when the VAT return is due. Um, in Germany, VAT returns are due monthly. In France, they're monthly. In the UK, they can be quarterly or annually. So you you have to pay that over. But first of all, you offset it. Um, you subtract any import VAT you would have paid or any VAT on purchases. And it's the difference that you pay over to the tax authority. But you've got to make sure that you've got enough money to be able to pay them that your VAT debt. Makes sense. Makes sense. So then how about your service a little bit? How, how, how do you, can you maybe give some people how much either, you know, how do you, is it like a monthly service or consulting or just give people a bit of overview how, how you can help them? Yeah, well, we, we can provide um, VAT registrations um, and the VAT returns and the additional reporting in all the 28 EU countries um, and other places like Canada, for example, so we charge a one-off fee for a, a VAT registration and then we'll charge per VAT return. Um, we've got a special package for the PAN-EU, which is charged monthly. The other thing is um, non-EU sellers need to be aware that some EU countries require a non-EU seller to have fiscal representation, which means that the fiscal representative is somebody who is, is in country. He will be sat, e.g. in France, for example, and will be jointly liable for the VAT the seller owes. And so, obviously, they're not going to know each other. The, the, the fiscal rep is going to want to have safeguards and we want bank guarantees in place. And there may be higher fees, but one way to get around this is to, is to establish, for example, a UK company um, and you'll have UK company obligations like filing annual accounts and, and, and accounting for corporation tax in the UK, for example. But if you do this, you'll be able to then, um, it negates the need for the fiscal representation obligations because you will have an establishment in the EU. Mm. Uh, but it, it's just um, for the seller, you know, I know it's a pain, you know, all this VAT compliance, um, but it's... Um, it really is worth doing to breathe longevity into your business. Yeah. Um, a couple more points that just kind of came up in my mind. Hopefully it's okay. Uh, thinking about, uh, of course, Brexit's almost approaching a year since at least there was the vote. I remember I was actually in Europe in Prague when it happened. Uh, it was like June. So we're getting close to a year. Uh, I haven't been following anything. Anything people sellers maybe just keep it business related. I don't. I don't like politics too much, but of course, politics <laughs> politics of, uh, involves business. Is there something sellers should be aware of with this whole Brexit thing that happened, or the future of that? Or yeah, well, um, Article Fifty, which is um, which is the trigger, was was um, triggered yesterday. So there's now two years of negotiations, apparently. But it really is, nobody knows what's going to happen, what trade deals are going to be negotiated. We might get to two years and say, well, that's such a bad deal. We want to stay in the EU. So I would just say watch and wait at the moment. We've got two years of absolutely business as usual. 
So, yeah, just watch this space and as and when things unfold, then we'll keep up to date. It, it won't impact um, for, for sellers. For example, if we do leave the EU, it will stop the access to the single market. So instead of coming into the UK and then accessing the single market from here, people would probably go into Ireland or Germany or France and access the single market as well as coming into the UK and just accessing the, the kind of mature, receptive e-commerce UK market. Um, as well as then establishing in another country to access the, the EU. Mm. So that's what will happen. There will be an increased, a slight increased cost of compliance, but you know people f find ways of getting to their to their target markets, don't they? There's the, you know it's a global village now. Definitely. So yeah, right. I would just say I'm at watch and wait, and just absolutely business as usual. Very cool. All right, Claire, I appreciate your time, and then let's uh, let's you know. So of course, you got a great name and domain you know domain and business name simply vat.com right and is that is that yeah. the best way people can find you or yeah absolutely and um we're just um putting up a, a page in chinese um in honor of our visit to china um so um that's uh, simply com um forward slash chinese sellers okay great um, yeah, I can send that information to you. It's not up yet, so okay. just bear with us, and it will be up by the time. Yeah, we I think get it'll, to I think once we're online, it'll be there. So we'll uh, yeah. we'll link it up on the show notes too, so people can easily get to that. All right, Claire, thank thank you again, and uh, I look forward to meeting you at the Cross Border Summit. And uh, thanks thanks for coming over to this side of the world, and I I uh, excited to see you. Yeah, us too. We're really looking forward to it. All right, thank you. Thank you so much, Claire, for coming out and sharing. And I will see you at the summit and I hope meet a lot of you listeners as well. So shout out some of my online ticket holders, Mark Abraham in the UK, Chris Thomas down in Australia. You guys are awesome. Thanks so much for supporting with the online ticket and others that have purchased and your support online, sharing the news and, and uh, interacting on social media. I've really appreciated it over, over the time we've known each other. It's just great. You know, it's a community building online and offline. So I'll talk to you guys on the online streaming and you tune in throughout the two days and anyone else you can tune in with us live at the show crossbordersummit.com slash 2017 links are in the show notes globalformasia.com slash episode 171 171 shows guys the summit is one of our main ways that we support this podcast so by buying an online or an offline ticket it does go back into the development and fees of building this podcast and all these other things and of course supports me you know so hopefully you guys support what we're doing and uh you know just make a little bit of support but also giving you guys value back too so check it out give us feedback uh it's uh you know input suggestions and hate mail is always appreciated and noted i listen and read everything so have a great rest of your week everybody wish me luck at the summit and i'll see you next week peace to get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.